from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, where you're listening into the show. You're watching on Facebook Live on facebook.com backslash live now DT. All of it inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios and Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Proudly open for you and telling you what's popping every single broadcast, which is the list of topics for the day from the top of the show all the way to the conclusion of the show. And Damon David is here with us out of the great state of Maryland, 2021 college football recruit at the safety position. He's joining the show for the first time ever, and we are proud to have him on the broadcast today of Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora here on April 6th. So with that being said, let's bring him in. Damon, how you doing today? How you doing? I'm doing well, and uh, and just uh, you know what you can say, uh, Damon, about a uh, life right now. I mean, you and I were talking about it a little bit. It's strange. It's obviously something that none of us have ever experienced before in in the history of mankind that I know of like this. So, uh, what's life been like for you in Maryland? It's been like right now they eat like it's been chilling for real. But by the time like eight o'clock, yeah, that's when the government they like you got to shut down a lot of stuff. And it's more strict. Like, I went to the football field the other day and they kicked us out the field. Because it's about to start getting worse. So you said you went you went over to the football field, obviously, you know, try to play, try to work out a little bit. And, and when they kicked you off of it, I mean, how strange is that for you to, you know, not be able to just go play on the field? I mean, I played basketball growing up. So for me, you know, I'm going and they're taking, they're taking hoops down so that people can't play basketball and whatnot. I mean, how strange is that for you that we go from a society where maybe not enough kids are playing in the park to now we want to play in the park and you can't be on the field, there are no hoops. I mean, it's it's definitely been strange. What's it been like from your perspective to have people say, don't go to the park, don't you know, don't don't go outside and do that stuff? It's crazy. It's like, how do you want somebody to work out or, like, just, like, be active? And you're going to tell them, like, they can't be here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's usually you want people to be active and kids to be active, especially here in, like, Maryland and especially here in Baltimore alone. Like, you want more kids to go to football fields, but you're telling them they got to get off football fields. It's crazy. So, I mean, for you to be in this situation like everybody else, how have you handled it? I mean, what have you tried to do maybe at home or, you know, what's what's maybe, do you have a regimen that you try to, you know, stick with at, at this point? How are you handling the the, the home life and, and the changes that we've been going through so far? Um, So I usually wake up in the morning, do a bunch of push-ups, and then I'll go outside in my backyard and do my foot, footwork drills and DV drills and stuff like that. Like, stuff I would do usually on a football field. And then I'll go run around my home, my block. So you try to get out there. I mean, is this a daily thing for you to go through these drills and, and then go for a run? Or do you try to separate, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do this. Tuesday, Thursday, I do that. How, how are you creating kind of a schedule for yourself? I do it every day. Every day. So no, no days off, Saturday and Sunday too? Yes, yeah, Saturday and Sunday too. 
So what's your favorite part of the workout? Because there's, there's sometimes, you know, things that people aren't really a big fan of. Do you have a favorite thing that you do when you work out? Is, is there maybe a, a go-to for you if you're struggling a little bit in the morning? Maybe you're tired. Is there that one thing, that one kind of workout that you like to go to to really energize yourself? Do you have a favorite? It depends on the day. But, like, my favorite thing to do during working out is stretch. I think that's still the best, like. That gets me there. Like, if I'm stretching very well and I stretch a good long time, then I feel like the workout will be way more better. So you like you like the stretch. You like to get out and do that. Yeah. So how important – now, people – and I'm asking you this from my perspective, and I'm asking you this in general, too, because I know I don't stretch enough. And right. I've started to – uh, do yoga here and there, but I'm trying to make it more consistent. How important is it to stretch, and how long should you stretch uh, for each day? What would you say? Stretching is, like, very important. Like, you got to get a couple stretches in on the day. That's why I'd be, like, a lot of people feel like if they're athlete, they're going to catch a lot of cramps and, and get Charlie Wilson and stuff like that. But if you stretch more, and you'll be good on that. Like, it depends on, like, like before we got maybe you might get, like, a a 30-minute stretching. But if, you, if you're if chilling in our house just watching Netflix and something, you just start stretching, and you get stretched for 25, 15, like it, it really doesn't matter, but I feel like a stretch a couple times a day, maybe like three times a day is like perfect. To get to get that in until, like you said, a couple times a day to do that. So, I mean, I, I like doing yoga. My girlfriend got me into yoga. What can you tell me about that I mean, do you do any yoga? Do you like that? I mean, that's that's the stretching where I really get to, you know, kind of work on my neck and, and my back and, and different, you know, different things and whatnot that I found to be helpful. Do you do any yoga, and what do you think about yoga? Um, I actually don't do a lot of yoga, but I remember I did yoga one time my whole life, and that was just recently. That was um right before school ended off. I, I have a track team. I was supposed to run track in the spring. And my head coach, he decided to bring in a yoga lady. She gave us a yoga class, one yoga class. We still just start doing that every Friday. So I was about to get into yoga, but I never got a chance to because they had cool schools. So you were going to start doing it, but but haven't done that. Uh, do you have a, Do you have a workout that you don't like? Is there something that that you do or that a coach has asked you to do that you really just dread doing? Is Is there any of those? No, not really. I don't do any workout because I just look at it like it's going to get me better. Like if someone's telling me to do a workout, it's for the better of me. It's not really like one of them things like I don't want to do it. That coming here from Damon David here with us this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You're hailing from the state of Maryland. Tell me about Maryland. What do you like about it? I've, I've driven through it. I haven't gotten to spend a lot of time in the state of Maryland. Uh, was was there in traffic <laughs> a few months back, but but haven't gotten to spend a lot of time actually, you know, hanging out in, in the state that much. So what can you tell me about the state of Maryland? Um, okay, so like the state of Maryland. I live in, in Baltimore. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about the city of Baltimore. Can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I like, the thing that I like about Baltimore is, like we don't get like a bunch of like, tornadoes and hurricanes and stuff like that. Like, it's not one of them type of places. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, the downside of Baltimore is a lot of crime here. So that's one thing that's, like, bad. 
And, like, since there's a lot of crime here, it's not, like, a lot of fun places to go, like, of course, you might have a sky zone or something like that, but other than that, it's not really a bunch of places you can go and have fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about, obviously, you know, there, there's not a lot of things for you to do, you know, there, and obviously the crime's up. How safe do you feel in, in Baltimore? Because, you know, people like to make decisions from the outside looking in. They like to have opinions and whatnot, but you live there every day. I mean, how would you describe it, and what's what's life like from your perspective actually living there? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of crime there. So if you see, like, that, that stuff you see on the news and murder campus and all that stuff, it is a lot of that here. But it's not actually... You're not going to just go outside and, and get and die. Like, it's not one of them places. People like to say, like, people will go outside and die, but, and, and like, people that come from here are not smart and stuff like that, but it's not that. It's not that at all. Like, we have some really bright people that come out of here, and it's not all the way that, it's not all the way, like, with the with the media portrays it to be. So what's the, what's the biggest misconception of Baltimore, in your opinion, you know, what would you say is 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 something that people have definitely gotten wrong when talking about the city of Baltimore? Oh, uh, it's one thing with the talent too. People feel as though like a lot of people that come out of Baltimore don't have a lot of talent, especially with like sports, like football. Like Baltimore gets overlooked with a lot of sports, like. Like, a lot of football players get overlooked here. There's really good talent here. I think that's one thing that's, like, big. So the talent, how would you describe the talent, you know, in Baltimore? Like you said, it gets overlooked, but how would you describe what you get to go up against every single week when it comes to the sport of football? How does it push you? What What would you say about the level of talent that's, it's in, that's in Baltimore? It's a lot of people trying to make it out. So just like all this crime that you see, it's kids that like me that want to make it out of this crime. So that'd be they chip on their shoulder every time they play. They try to make it out of the city. They're trying to feed their family, trying to take care of their family, stuff of that, stuff in that nature. So if you got kids with that hunger and aggression, then of course you're going. And they already had a little bit of talent. They already been playing since they was younger. Once they get on the football field, get on the basketball court, whatever, it's just easy to them. Coming here from Damon David here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Does Baltimore create that chip on the shoulder? Like when you said, you know, obviously they're not maybe given the respect that they deserve. And, and you know, you as a player, maybe, you know, feeling like, you know, there's that misconception that, that there aren't good players coming out of Baltimore or not top players coming out of Baltimore. Do you, do you get that sense of that? I mean, do you get a feel for that? And does it put a chip on your shoulder personally? Do you feel like maybe people don't respect you or respect your game? I feel as though they're starting to get to respect my game. Okay. Like, it was like at first, it was other people like, they was getting a bunch of offers and all that stuff, but they come from different states and they come to Baltimore to play football at St. Francis or schools like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But after a while, I just kept working, and I didn't, like, get mad or anything like that. And just kept my head down, worked grind, and now it's all coming to the light. That coming from 2021 recruit Damon David here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora coming out of the state 
of Maryland at the safety position. Uh, Damon, let's go to that safety position. What can you tell me that you do the best at the safety position? What would be your best attributes in that position, in your opinion? Um, so I think my best, best attribute is probably tackling. But I started off as a corner, so I can cover pretty well. It's going to either be covering or tackling. So covering or tackling, you would pick for you. What's what's the area you want to work on? What's something that is in your game that you really feel like needs to get better before you head off to college? Um, it's not that it is in my game, but I want to make sure it's perfect by the time I get to college because covering is going to be a big thing in college. So definitely covering. And for you, we talked about it off the air a little bit, free safety, strong safety, doesn't matter to you either way what you play, but just what you could say about your preference and, and maybe the thought of playing either or. Um, I would definitely want to play free safety or strong safety. Okay. But it doesn't matter which one I will play. I can play both. And what can you tell me about, you know, free safety and strong safety? What what you like the most about uh, free safety and, and maybe how you can be versatile in both? So like free safety, I like the way I can just be back and roam, you know, see plays, make calls, change plays, all that stuff. Strong safety, it depends on what defense uh, teams really run. Sometimes, like the, my high school team, we ran a strong safety more in a box, a lot of covering and a lot of, like, like co- a lot of covering and like a lot of, um, in a box, like tackling and running, stuff like that. So for you, you uh, you have a bunch of offers that are coming out here. Like you said, free safety, strong safety. You can play either. Prefer to play free safety. Uh, there's a bunch of schools that have reached out to you and and given you an opportunity to play there. I want to go to your first offer. So bring me into that. The moment that you got that first offer off the list, and and you know obviously that offer bringing to reality that you are going to be playing college football somewhere. Uh, tell me about the offer and 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 who who it came from and just kind of what you took away from it. Okay, so my first offer came from Old Dominion in the beginning, eleventh grade. I think it was the third game of the season. But he like it was from a guy named Derek Riley, and he was from the staff before, like the new staff at Old Dominion. Um, I got it while I was in school, while well, I was at practice actually. So I called my coach, and we was in film study, and everybody looking for me like, where's Scoop at, where's Scoop at? But I was in, I was in the back of the um, back of the library, so he finally found me, and I got on the phone with him, and then it was just like crazy, like, I like to take some college, like, it was crazy. So you go back to that. What were the thoughts going through your head? I mean, what were the emotions? I mean, thank you for painting that picture because you painted a pretty cool picture of that and described it, you know, a lot. You know, you kind of just brought us into that moment with you, them looking for you and, and you having that moment. What were the thoughts and, and, and the feelings that you had in that moment when it was real that you were going to be playing college football? Well, it was like, it was like, dang, like my mother don't got to pay. Like, <laughs> yeah. about, like, my mother don't got to pay for college, like. That was like, it, it was just the coolest thing. Like, 
So how important, I mean, you said like for you, I asked you how you felt about it and, and your response is to think of your mom. How important is your mom in your life and just what you could tell me about what she's meant to you? My mother means a lot. Like my father's not in my life, so I got to be there with her, like help her out. She's there with me, help me out. And then I have an older brother. So we all like one little unit. So it's like, it's family like big. So, like you said, your your father's not in your life. How have you handled that? And just what you can tell me about, you know, growing up without a dad. Just just what you've what you've tried to do in your life to, you know, have positive influences or be your own positive influence without having a father. It's just like going on out. Father, it's just like you want him to be there, but like you, like you you can't really see like if he was there, like what life would be like. So it'd be like just. Just let it rock out and just grind. Just don't even think too much on it. You know what I'm how, how difficult was it for you in the beginning to not have a father? I mean, do you do you ever go back to a moment where you really felt like you struggled with it? Or is it just something you've known all your life? It, it never really hit me. Like, never really hit me. Like, I still don't really know how I've been struggling. Like, I don't know. It's been so long. It's like... It started at seven, so like I'm 17 now, so it's like I don't really know. So you said it started at seven, and now you're 17. This last 10 years, this decade, you know, people complain about Starbucks getting their latte order wrong. They, you know, complain about not being able to go to the movies right now, or you know, to the beach or whatever it may be. Those complaints are so trivial. Those complaints are so small, and I don't want to discredit anybody but you know somebody cutting you off in traffic or somebody not getting your order right at burger king is vastly different than what you've gone through for the last decade so what has that done to make you a better person and build some perspective that people worry about trivial things yet you've spent 10 years without a father and you are obviously working hard and and trying to do right by yourself so what can you tell me about perspective just like some people don't know what they're getting their, their self at you like they don't some people don't understand that a lot of things can get taken away at a blink of an eye like so like people just be like feeling some type of way on certain things that they don't have to feel the type of way on like if you live your life more free like carefree zone and I feel as though like things would be a little bit different but we can't we can't really bash people for what they don't like and what they have problems on, so, yeah. For you, what has the last 10 years taught you? You know, like you said, not having a dad, it's kind of what you've known. Uh, what has it taught you about you as a young man? Because you've obviously had to, you know, with your mom, kind of raise yourself and, and grow up without what some other people have. So what can you say about what it's taught you in the last 10 years? It taught me to, to be my own man. Like, you know, some people look up their father and like, hey, I want to be like my dad. It told me to be, like, I have to make my own, like, person. Like, some people look up to their, their dad, but, like, it's not really someone I can look up to. So it's like, I really don't look up to anyone. I'm just trying to be the better person for me. Like, I'm trying to be better myself. For your, for your mom, 
Uh, speaking here with Damon David here, like you said, you're not really looking up to anyone. You got to be your own man. Uh, for your mom, what can you say mom would say about you? If I was on the phone with mom right now and I asked her to, to describe her son, what do you think she would say? Uh, I don't know, but you can ask her right now if you want to. Yeah, bring her on. If she wants to do it, I'll ask her. All right. <laughs> hey, mom. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is uh, this is Dan Tortori. I asked your son, as we're doing a live interview on my show this morning, I asked him how his mother would describe him because he said that in the last ten years, not having a dad, he's had to be his own man and 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 grow his own way. So I asked how you would describe the man that he is right now, and he wanted you to answer that. So what would you say? Oh, I would say that he is um, very determined. Um, he has a genuine spirit, um, and, a um, he's, he's so pure, like, he, he's never really angry, he doesn't really get frustrated, and what he does, that just drives him to do better, and to, you know, make the situation what he wants it to be. So, you're just, sorry, go ahead, what were you saying? I tell him all the time, don't don't lose the spirit that he has because he does not let anger overcome him. He uses that to push himself forward. And five minutes after something happens, he's happy, right back happy again. He he's so genuine. So it sounds like, Mom, you, you got a you got a young man in 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 Damon that almost sounds older than his years. Do you do you ever look at him and? And wonder how he's gotten to where he's gotten to. I mean, is there amount of is there some type? Of, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of pride in your son and in the young man he is. Does he ever kind of shock you at how he handles life and, and maybe some of the positive things he does? Um, yes, I would agree that he does um, portray beyond his years. Um, I think he doesn't really talk to me a lot about um, things that he does, but everyone, anytime I meet someone that he has encountered in his life, they always tell me that he's a he's a good young man, that he's so mannerable and positive. So I feel like he's doing everything right when I'm not around. And how does that make you feel as a mom? Very proud, because of course we want our kids to, to do the right thing when we're not with them. You know, but they're always going to be right when we're right there because they're not going to mess up in front of their parents. But it makes me very proud of him that he's doing the right thing and people see that and notice that when I'm not around. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of him. Well, I want to I want to thank you for taking this moment with us. And uh, and, and uh, Damon, we, he just kind of handed you the phone. So I didn't catch your name. What's your name? My name is Nicole. Nicole David. So, so Nicole, uh, for you, I want to celebrate this because I have uh, I have a fantastic mom, and it sounds like you're a pretty darn good one as well. Uh, I I love I love the uh, connection that a son can have with their mom, especially when they're strong. You know, such a strong person. So, what can you tell me about about you and and your efforts and and raising your son on your own? And just I, I want to celebrate that because we talk about you know football and recruiting and all that, but we, we also need to talk about the uh, the mothers and the fathers that sometimes do it alone. So what can you tell me about your journey and, 
and your love for your son enough to uh, to do everything you can to make sure you raise him right? Um, it's been difficult. It's been tough because, of course, I've had to be the bad guy, and I'm I'm pretty strict. I'm pretty tough. I stay on top of him. A lot of times, he you know, when he was younger, he may have wanted to go and hang out with friends or go different places, and I'm like, no, I need to keep my eyes on you. Like, so I made the effort of anytime he did want to go out or things that he was going to do, like skating or to the movies and things like that, I always, I was always the pickup mom. I'll go and pick up the kids. I'm dropping them off. I'm coming back and getting them so that I can kind of control a little bit of the situation and know what's going on. I was always the, the mom that, you know, let the kids come to the house. We can, you know, do cookouts, watch movies, whatever. Let's let's have fun. We can make it the party house so that I can have a little more control over what you're doing and where you're going. So a lot of times I, I probably was the bad guy, but I tried to, to make it fun and make sure that I kind of communicated and allowed him to come and talk to me and share things with me when he did want to not, you know, shut down or kind of lose it every time something was going on. It's been, it's been difficult at times just being alone, but I think I have two very good sons and with Damon being the youngest, he, he definitely is <laughs> wise beyond his years. So let me ask you this, being, you know, raising two sons on your own, do you, do anything for yourself? Do you try to give yourself, you know, any type of, of, uh, I, I want to call it a, a gift or anything, but, but do you do anything for you? Because I find that, you know, mothers, uh, mothers and fathers that, that really do care and do love, they spend so much time on their kids. Do you, do you do anything nice for you? Or is, is there something that you would like to do nice for you coming up here, uh, raising two boys on your own? Um, not to outlet are cooking and football. So I I love to cook. If I feel like I'm getting stressed or it's too much, then I go and I I think of some dish in my head and I just get in the kitchen and I put it together and hopefully it comes out right. And most of the time it has. I've (laughs) never messed up a meal. (laughs) So that helps me. But I actually love, love, love football. I've loved football since I was a little girl. So... I can sit down and and watch football, watch old games, watch college football, and now with him playing and getting as far as he is in his career at this point, I'm ecstatic. Like, this is is the best thing ever for me. So that's really me and what I do. So Damon said to me when I asked him about his moment when he got that first offer from Old Dominion and I asked him how he felt, his response was, I just realized – my mom doesn't have to pay for college now. Like that was his reaction. That was, that was his, you know, excitement was mom doesn't have to worry about this. Like I got this. What, what can you say to that? That, you know, I asked him about his moment and he immediately thought about you and like, Oh great. You know, now my mom doesn't have to worry about this. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I don't even know what to say. So, well, I, I want to be very, very happy. I want to tell you, Nicole, that uh, I, I have had opportunities to speak with uh, with families before, and you sound like someone who is uh, very caring, very thoughtful, and a very uh, a good woman. So I really do hope that you 
spend some time, uh, you know, taking care of you and doing right by you. But it sounds like you got two good boys that, that care about you and, and love you. And, you know, from someone who came from a good mother, I do want to tell you that uh, I talk to my mom uh, pretty much every single day, but I'm going to give her a call after the show today and, and throw her a nice air hug because uh, you, you definitely, you made my day this morning. I'll tell you that much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So my best to you all, and, and please stay safe through all this stuff. Hopefully uh, we can all get back to normal soon, but my best to you and your family, and I hope you stay healthy, okay? Thank you. Same to you as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Damon still here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as we as we uh, shift back here to Damon. Damon, you with us? Yes, sir. So... You talked highly of your mom, but now I mean, I think I think we I think we understated mom. I think uh, Nicole is a, a pretty uh, pretty amazing woman. Sounds like she's got a good head on her shoulders and she loves her kids. So it sounds like you uh, you came from a, a really good household. I'm happy for you. I really am. Yes, I appreciate it. So I mean, we, we gotta we gotta get back to football. Now she said she loves football. And, 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 you know, I kind of just want to live in this moment for a second because her energy is so positive. And I really just appreciate that. Bottle that up. Tell, tell your mom to bottle up some of her energy and send it to some people because we all, we all need it. Um, but she loved football. And, and uh, she, it sounds like she loved it even, even before maybe you got, uh, got into it. What is, what is it like for you to have a mom that's all about the sport of football? Because it's got to be cool to come home and, you know, talk to her about it and whatnot as well. It's like my mother loves football. Like so, she knows what's going on. Like let's say I make a bad play, and she on me. Like she not she not like letting that slide. Like and then if I make a good play, everybody in the ring is on here. And she she yelling. She's the loudest one. So for mom, like does she does she give you some pointers? Do you ever come off the game, and does she ever kind of tell you what she sees? Yeah. Every every game, every game. It don't matter if I have a game where I give them fifteen tackles. They're going to tell me, like, yeah, you did good. Maybe you could have made that, but then you would have had 16 tackles. So how, how important, I mean, how cool is that, that mom does that for you? I mean, like like you said, she supports you, she appreciates you, but she's always pushing you to be a little bit better. Right, yeah, that's, like, very cool. Make me want to go hard, hard. So that comment here from Damon David here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I'm having, you know, that was a blessing and surprise, and, and I'm having so much fun here this morning. So, Damon, as we get in to talk about recruiting, you know, thank you for that. That was uh, that was really cool that uh, that your mom did that. It was a lot of fun. So, I definitely appreciate uh, appreciate that. So, some some good news, right? We all need good news, especially at this time in the world, you know. So that was good. Yeah, absolutely. To have something like that, um, you got a bunch of offers: Old Dominion, UConn, uh, UMass. Uh, Temple, Boston College, East Carolina, Morgan State, uh, Charlotte, Louisville Cardinals, Oklahoma, James Madison, Syracuse. The irony of your offer list is that I have covered almost every single one of these schools and spoken to most of their coaches. So I, I'm looking at a list of schools that I know uh, pretty well here. Did you get to visit any of them before coronavirus? Uh, did you get to go out and see anybody? Um, Old Dominion. Um, yeah, I think it was only Old Dominion that I went to go visit, but I was supposed to go visit Syracuse before, um, yeah, so 
okay. So you were you were supposed to come up to visit Syracuse. Uh, when was that visit supposed to be? Um, April fourth. So for you, I mean, uh, what made you want to come up and see Syracuse? You know, you said you went to go visit Old Dominion, but Syracuse was on the list to visit. Why was Syracuse on the list? Um, I've been talking talk for a while, so it was like they, they, they wanted me to come up to um, watch them spring practice. And it was just like, yeah, that's definitely something I would want to do. So you were planning I Syracuse a lot. And, and what do you like about Syracuse? You just said you like Syracuse a lot. What do you like about Syracuse? Um, I like the coaches. I like Coach Monroe. He's a really good dude. I definitely like Coach Monroe. What can, you, Coach, um, Ferry. what can you tell me about uh, Coach Ferry and Coach Monroe? What do you like about them? Um, they're like really genuine. Like they text me all the time. We have conversations. They always tell me like, have a good day and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they keep in touch with you, and, and you appreciate the fact that they check in with you a lot. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Coach Monroe and Coach Ferry, what can you say about their personalities? Uh, you know, what you like about maybe them as people. They check in a lot, which I know that you appreciate, but what what can you tell me about maybe the conversations that you have? Um, Coach Monroe, he's really funny. He's a funny dude. He calls himself the swag daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's very funny Coach Ferry He keep it like Cool We just have conversations he, He's um He coached here In um, Maryland He coached at Towson before So Yeah He, he knows a couple things About Maryland So We have conversations About that So Coach Monroe call, And I know Coach Monroe He calls himself The swag daddy Yeah Nice. So, how did you respond to him? How did that come up that he's that he's the swag daddy? The first time he ever texted me, um, I think I was in school. It was a couple months back, and literally the text said, "What's up, Damon?" Well, he might have said, "What's up, school?" Because that's my nickname. It's a swag daddy from Syracuse. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So he's the, he's a swag daddy. Your, your nickname's scoop. I don't know if you know, but there is a, a player that played it that, that has played at Syracuse over the last few seasons that I know pretty well, uh, from HB plant in Tampa. I've actually known him for a long time. Who's uh whose name is scoop Bradshaw. There's a guy that played basketball for Syracuse named scoop Jardine. So you would be another scoop. If you came to Syracuse, where did your nickname of scoop come from? Um, I got it when I was like a baby. Like my mother started calling me Fat Man Scoop as a baby because I was fat. But then once I got like older, you know, losing my weight and all that, just started just cut it down to the scoop. So what what do you like about the nickname? How did you embrace it? Because it sounds like it's a part of your life now. So how would you describe if if I asked you to describe Scoop? How would you describe? It's like the coolest nickname. Like, when I go to school, everybody calls me Scoop, and it's the coolest thing. <laughs> and I think it's fair for you as a safety, because if you got the nickname Scoop, and you're out there trying to get interceptions and recover fumbles and whatnot, scoop it up, so to speak, I think it works for you pretty well on the defensive side. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, we got we got Swag Daddy and Scoop. I like that. I like that a lot. So, uh, Damon David's here with us this morning, 2021 college football recruit, Halen from Maryland. 
you like Syracuse a lot. You intend, obviously your visit was April 4th, uh, that you were intending to come up, but you couldn't because of everything going on. Do you still intend to visit Syracuse when all this clears? Yeah, definitely. Now, especially when we get down there to definitely see a game this year because I have a friend that's going there. Okay, who's your friend? Marlo Wex. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, uh, so what has he told you about Syracuse? Um, he really wants me to come with him. You know? So, like, he told me a lot of good things on it. Like, a lot of good things. Like, he said, like, he really liked the atmosphere there, the vibe that they give off. You know, all that stuff. Like, no one's not going to commit there. They didn't like all these things about it. So, so you, you said know, you, you're... You know, with him. So you're friends with, with Marlo Wax. Uh, tell me about Marlo because, you know, obviously he's coming, you know, he's he's somebody that's going to be a part of Syracuse's future. So how would you describe him as a player? He's a really good athlete. And then, like, for our ages, we are very young. So we could be, like, I could be in the 2022 class, like, honestly, like, because I just turned 17. And he, he, turned, he just turned 17, too, kind of. So he could be in my class. He's a really, really young football player, and he's really he got really good size, speed. Like he could play like offense or defense, running back or linebacker. Like it's a, it's it's up for grabs. Seeing like he don't know which one he want to pick. Like that's how good of an athlete he is. Good size, everything. So Marlo Wax uh, coming into Syracuse with some good words from Damon David, and uh, Damon obviously a big connection to Syracuse. Do you have any? Uh, connections to anybody else that that are good or strong right now that you would uh, say from from those that have recruited you? Is there anybody else that's on that list? Um, Tip, I have a friend that went with me at St. Francis. He was in love with me. I was in ninth grade. His name is Quincy Evans. He goes there right now. Okay, so you you have a connection to Temple. Does that does that hold any weight for you having a connection to Temple? Yeah, I like Temple a lot too. Okay. What do you like about Temple? Um, I like the vibe. Like, Temple gives me, like, Philly alone, especially, like, the area that like, Temple is in, it gives me, like, it's more of, like, a Baltimore feeling. Like, I get more of that feeling when I think about Temple. And I know my, my friend Quincy, he went there, and he says, like, it's kind of like home, and it's not too far from home. Fair enough. So Temple, kind of like home, not too far from home, and, and then Syracuse, not too far away either. Uh, do you have any dream school? Is there anybody that you would love to have offer you that hasn't offered you yet? Anybody maybe on the mind growing up as a kid? Um, I always used to like Alabama. Okay. Um, yeah. And I got a friend that goes out this year, Jalen Toes. So, yeah, there would be two schools that I like a lot. All right, fair enough. So, you know, when would you like to get this done, though, for as far as far as uh, as recruitment? I mean, obviously, I know things are different now with coronavirus, but what can you say about your schedule of, of when you would like to make your decision? Um, I'd probably like to make my decision sometime in the summertime. Okay. Or, like, like beginning of the season. Definitely beginning the season until I plan on enrolling in college early. Okay. 
So planning on enrolling early 2021 safety out of Maryland, Damon David. Uh, Damon, we spoke about so many different things football-wise, but it's time to get into rapid fire. Are you ready? You can ask me literally anything about anything, and I have to answer it. So uh, you you get a few, I get a few. I'm going to let you go first. So whatever your first question is for me, you can ask me whenever you're ready. Okay. Where's your favorite vacation spot? Walt Disney World. I am a giant child. I love Disney. I like the water, you know, having the pool. I love the food. I love the amusement parks. I love being a big kid and being immersed in all that. So my favorite place to go is Disney. But if I had to pick another place, I would say a beach, uh, probably St. Pete's Beach, which is right near Tampa in Florida is my favorite beach. But uh, I, I love the beach and I love I love Disney. So I would I would have to say that. My first one for you, Damon, is if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, it's a three-part question. So you got to pick a place to go. You have to pick one person that you know, and you have to pick one celebrity. So where do you go? What celebrity do you take? And what person do you take that you know? Um, if I could go anywhere in the world, I would go to Dubai. Okay. I would take Chandler Johnson, that's my cousin. Okay. And we'll probably take rapper Lil Baby with us. Okay, fair enough. Now why why did you choose your cousin and why did you take why did you choose the rapper that you chose? Um, I chose my cousin because we always had fun times together. Like we it's never a dull moment for us. And we both like to rap for Lil Baby, so that's one person that we connect on right there. So it's like Fair enough, fair enough. I like it. What's your second question for me? Um, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Syracuse. So I uh I grew up in Syracuse, New York, and probably about ten minutes from the dome. And then I moved to Scranton, Pennsylvania, went to college there. Uh, worked with ESPN there, came back to Syracuse, worked with ESPN, went down to Orlando, worked with ESPN, and then worked with Fox Online and uh, Yahoo through another radio station and then started my own company uh, almost eight years. It'll be eight years in uh, in June. So I uh, I grew up in Syracuse and found my way back to Syracuse. So do you have a uh, supplemental question for that now that you know that I'm from Syracuse? Uh What's your favorite part about Syracuse? My favorite part about Syracuse, I would say, I would say uh, because I'm a business owner and I work with so many local businesses, I really do love the people that have started companies here that build up our community. So I would say I love them and I appreciate them. I love going to the Dome for games. I did that as a kid with my dad all the time. Uh, my dad and my mom, a lot of games and more recent history with my dad and then started obviously uh, owning my company and doing my thing and getting credentialed. So uh, I love the dome. I love I love winter. I don't like the length of winter, but I, I love I love that, you know, it's uh, snow is one of the purest things we'll ever see on the planet. I love how beautiful it is. And I, I love like, you know, doing that because Christmas means a lot to me. It's my favorite holiday. So. I would say I love the snow to an extent. I love the dome. Um, I love the people. And, you know, it's it's my city. So I feel, I, I feel you know, there's a line by Macklemore where he says, I got my city right behind me. If I fall, they got me. 
And, and I feel that with Syracuse. I do. So, um, anybody that knows me knows that I love, I love my hometown and I, I wear it on my sleeve. So I wear it across my chest. So I would definitely, I would say that, uh, being from Syracuse is definitely, it means a lot to me. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite thing about Baltimore? Um, favorite thing about Baltimore. Hmm. I like going to the basketball games. Baltimore got some really good basketball players. <laughs> That's one thing about Baltimore. They got some really good basketball players. I like going to the basketball games. Okay. That's my favorite thing. All right, going to the basketball games and the basketball players they have. What's your final question for me? Okay, favorite NFL team? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, why do you like them? I have been a fan of Jacksonville since they were brought into the NFL in 95. I, I just like the – I wanted my own team. I, I'm also a Cowboy. My Cowboys are my second. But uh, they, but Jacksonville, I wanted my own team. Uh, nobody knew them. They were something new and different. Fred Taylor was my favorite football player. So I fell in love with uh, watching him play. And he was with the Jaguars pretty much almost his entire career. So I, uh, I just I fell in love with that. You know, I loved watching Fred and, and loved seeing them. So I became a Jacksonville fan in 95. I've been a fan all the way through. And, and uh, it's crazy to think, but... Uh, I never knew if I'd see any of my teams win a championship, and I have seen almost every single team of every sport, college and pro, win a championship that I love, except for Jacksonville at this point. So I'm uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I'm a Raptors fan, and they just won. So uh, I'm definitely uh, waiting on it. But I'm excited about it. I'm excited what could happen. Who's your favorite football team? Um. I really was big on the Seahawks like a couple years back, especially when they did that Super Bowl win because Marshawn Lynch was is my favorite running back. But I really don't have like a favorite team exactly. I like a bunch of players on each team that I really need to like feel I put a team more. Like Lamar Jackson is probably my favorite player right now. Okay. So I like I like Baltimore a lot right now, but I also like Odell Beckham. So I like the Browns a little bit, you know. Let me ask you this question about the Ravens. The Ravens were the old Browns franchise. So, do you consider the Ravens the Browns still, or are the Ravens the Ravens and the Browns are the Browns? The Ravens are the Ravens and the Browns are the Browns. All right, fair enough. I like that. That's coming from Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, you said, is probably your favorite player right now. I cannot discredit that by any uh, any way, shape, or form. I love Lamar Jackson, uh, watching him play. I covered him in college for three years. I interviewed Lamar Jackson. I talked to his coach about him. For those of you that are watching on video right now, it took me a while to get this, but I have a uh, rookie patch auto of Lamar Jackson. So it was very hard to get because he didn't sign a lot of cards as a rookie, at least initially. So I have his autograph, a three-color Baltimore uh, low, uh, low piece of his jersey as well as this being his rookie card. So, and it's numbered. There's only 75 in the world, but I am a uh, big old Lamar Jackson fan. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's just, uh, I find it cool that you said that because I wanted to get his sports card. I'm a collector. I'm just a big fan of him. And I spoke very highly of him and got laughed at by some people that they didn't think he was going to be a good NFL quarterback, but Lamar Jackson is the truth in my opinion. And, 
you're a big fan of him too. So uh, what, what can you tell me about Lamar Jackson? And now that you know that we both love him, what does it mean to you that, that I, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to get as many rookie cards as I can right now, Lamar Jackson. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as though Lamar, I feel like he came from like something close to what I'm coming from. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when he grew up, probably wasn't the best spot, but like he decided like he was here on street and like outwork everything else so he can get to where he's at. And he's young. So that's what really is like, dang, that's crazy. Like, he's doing this at so much of a young age. I'm just waiting for him to come on in my games because, you know, he's out here. He, he, he comes to come to high school games. So I'm waiting for him to come on one of my games. I mean, that would be awesome to be able to have that. I mean, you got the Ravens right in your in your backyard, and they're a good team, and they just picked up one of my favorite players who I got to meet and interview and then also got to meet and talk to personally. So I think it's a big blessing from God that I got both. I got to meet him as just, you know, man-to-man, and I got to meet him uh, in work, and that's uh, Calais Campbell. I think Jacksonville made a massive mistake, and you guys got a massively awesome defensive player who arguably is the best, one of the best defensive players in the country every single season. Was good in Arizona, good in Jacksonville, and now you have him in Baltimore. So uh, please, for me, enjoy Calais Campbell because I'm sure he's going to make ja- he's going to make Jacksonville uh, regret that move for sure. <laughs> so that that coming from Damon David. Uh, Damon, I had a ton of fun with you, uh, with your mom, Nicole, today. My best to you, you both, and your brother, uh, and really uh, to every all of your loved ones. So this has been a ton of fun for me. I'm happy that we got to talk to mom. And if you'd like, I'd love to have you back on the show. Yes, sir. So, you know, all, all I know is I had a lot of fun with you today. So no matter where you go, we're going to have to meet up at some point, grab some good food when this is all over, and just talk about Lamar Jackson. I know we got to at least do that. all right what's what's the spot i gotta ask you that what's the spot in baltimore give me a give me a place to eat in baltimore um a lot of people like crabs we're big on crabs here so i can't eat seafood so i had to give i had to let you over to my mother because crabs is like (laughs) like seafood and all that stuff that's what what they eat here so and you so you so you can't have say are you allergic yeah, I'm allergic to uh, shellfish. Oh, okay. So what? I mean, what do you like? What's What's your spot there? What do you What do you What's the place you go to? I like cheese sticks. I be getting. I be going like America's Best and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm a cheese stick type guy. All right, fair enough. Now, cheese steak with real cheese or cheese steak with cheese whiz? Real cheese. See, that's the way. I mean, they say they say in the home of the cheese steak in Philadelphia, it's cheese whiz. But I think you got to put real cheese on it. So. Damon, we, we both like Lamar Jackson, we both have great moms, and we both know that real cheese goes on cheesesteaks. So I think at this point, you and I can be friends. I think that's where we're at right now. <laughs> so listen, man, be well, be good, and thank you for being an inspiration, not just for you know football players all over the world, but for people that, that you know grow up without one of their parents, uh, for being a good kid and for loving your mom and, and really trying to do good in the world. Thank you today for being a, a special message because I'm sure someone's going to listen to this show and feel a little bit better because of you. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, sir. So be be good, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. See you. All right. Take care.